Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And Daniel, I feel like we should just run through our beginning piece so that we can just talk about Florida. Let's go, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Daniel and I are not insiders, not recruiting gurus. We are just fans. Daniel, isn't that right? Georgia fans, email us, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. Mailbag tomorrow. Get in your questions. Get in your comments. Get in your feedback. We will address as many of them as we can on the mailbag episode tomorrow. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your grandmother. Tell your friends. Retweet mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, give us a Facebook blast. Create a sure. meme that involves the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Do whatever it is that you need to do uh, to get the word out. We will be here every day, Monday through Friday. Today is Tuesday, and today is the day we keep talking about how Georgia beat the crap out of Florida last weekend. Florida sucks, and Georgia is the best. Clint, what are we talking about today? We've got three segments for you. We're going to talk about names that aren't being mentioned, mentioned that should be. So Daniel and I will talk about those names. Uh, we'll a- also ask a question about Jake Fromm's media presence, how mm-hmm. good he is. Uh, we'll play a game of Would You Rather, which, by the way, we got some sick, sick Would You Rather questions, and we don't care. Uh, and then ready lastly, for a bucket. Bring, bring a bucket <laughs> to Would You Rather today. You're, you're going to need it. Treat it like it's uh, pregame of the cocktail party. Um, and we'll be back to uh, wrap up a third segment with what we're excited for, what we're nervous for, and don't sleep on. And, oh, by the way, we're not talking about Missouri at all. So, Florida oh. talk. Here we come. So, Dan, this last weekend was a glorious weekend. We control the SEC East. We control our fate. We keep winning. We'll be fine. Um, it's all ours. That's it's all, all ours. So, with that being said, what were some names of this last game that aren't being mentioned that you took notice of that should be talked about more? This is always one of my favorite things because, you know, national media, people that cover the team, they're never going to – you know, you catch on. Certain stories are going to catch on, and certain ones are not. But but we know who really who really is doing things for this team, mm-hmm. even if no one else knows. I want to. I got. I've got several names. I know you have a couple names. Um, uh, we can maybe just go back and forth. I'm going to hit you with a first name, not even on the sheet. Um, but do you know who's not being mentioned all year? that should be mentioned a heck of a lot more. That's big number 71, Andrew Thomas, the best offensive lineman in college football. Who's talking about Andrew Thomas, Clint? Uh, no one. Do you know, do you know no, why you, you, you know why you don't talk about a left tackle, Daniel? Because ain't nobody on his side of the line of scrimmage doing anything. That's it. Nope. That's getting it. getting stoned every time, every play. Um... Andrew Thomas just quietly coming out there and dominating folks. I mean, the people at Pro Football Focus are talking about him. Oh, oh yeah, salivating that's, over getting him. I feel like that's good. I feel like that's good enough for Andrew. I feel like if you're Andrew, you'd be fine. You're like, good. You're good with that. But listen, just don't. I just want. I just let the record show. We at the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, we notice oh. Andrew Thomas. We know. We notice. Who you got? Who's first on your list? People are not talking about, but they should be. Now, many of you, longtime listener of the pod, will know that I have a budding love. Not a budding love. It's just a full-out bro-man love for N'Kobe Dean. Here we go. Okay. Here we yep. go. 
It, you knew it was going to happen, okay, listener? I just can't help myself. Uh, Monty Rice, Crowder, I, I like you guys. You guys are fantastic. But the all-out hockey lineup transition that happens on third down, Daniel, mm-hmm. for our defense. Yep. Nicobe Dean comes in, and nobody's talking about this because much like Andrew Thomas, Nicobe Dean doesn't get spoken about because when he's in coverage, he has his assignment on lockdown. If you go back and look, there's a wheel route. A, uh, a running back was taking a wheel route. Nicobe Dean's going stride for stride. Pass goes incomplete because he's blanketed. If you watch, go back and watch on pass coverage downs. It's clear as day to me. Monty Rice and Tay Crowder are good first and second down backers. They struggle passing off zone coverage and running man for man. It's not their strong suit, I should say. It's right? it's not their greatest strength for sure. It's not it's not their greatest strength. They are strength. better pursuing the football and making tackles. Yes, they're great at that. Nicobe Dean, however, just can blanket a fool coming out of the backfield. Just on is lockdown. Our, is, he our, is he our best coverage linebacker, Clint? He's our best coverage linebacker, and it's not even close. I, I, it's hands down, not even close. The guy has hips that are fluid. He can turn and sprint on a dime. Uh, Nagobi Dean on his third down coverage is not being talked about, and it should be, because he's allowing other players, JR and LeCount, to do what they need to do ranging in the backfield. Uh, I'm going to give you a two-for-one special on um, for my next – for my next peoples, uh, and their names are Charlie and Eli. Mm. Mm. The law firm of Charlie and Eli, um, they had two catches each on Saturday, mm-hmm. but they were they were big catches. But Charlie Warner had a 17-yard gain in the first half. And um, Eli Wolf had the biggest 22-yard gain of the entire game in the final minutes of the game. Um, these tight ends are quiet. They are not mm-hmm. the best tight ends that have been at Georgia in the last any number of years. Um they are not near the top of the best tight ends in the SEC, but uh, especially Charlie is a great perimeter blocker. Uh, they are both reliable in the passing game. You can uh, you can usually count on the fact that when, that they're not going to be they're not going to get a bit a big time case of the drops. And in this game in particular, they did everything that was asked of them. They helped out around the line of scrimmage when it was needed. They went Everything. out and caught passes yes. when it was needed. They blocked on the outside runs when it was needed. How many passes do we throw out into the flat with blockers in front? Some short, uh, short wide receiver screens, running back flat routes. We we ran these we ran these kind of plays that perimeter blocking was at a premium on. And these are the situations when Charlie Warner and Eli Wolf stepped up, but they specifically stepped up with two huge catches in this game, including maybe the biggest catch of the game by Eli Wolf. So shout out to those guys. They don't get a ton of credit. They are certainly not the best players on our team, but valuable weapons in the offense. 100%. Uh, Daniel, uh, before we get to your question, I'm I'm going off script because it needs to be said, and I, I asked you this right after the game on Saturday, and I'll ask you now in front of God and all the people, Daniel. Okay. I was I was mocked, some may say, 
from my belief that we would have what I would call new oh. new playbook. Here okay. we go. Here I, we I go. just have to. I just I just a question to be asked. Were there numerous, nay, countless new plays that were put into this game on offense that we had previously un that were not seen previous to this? Did we implement those plays, Daniel? Listen, I'm not here to just, I'm not here to get into a fight on on I, Florida it's a simple question. week like the week that we revel in beating Florida. I'm not I'm not here to get into a fight. Uh, listen, you There's a difference between plays being intentionally hidden. Uh-huh. And not every play in the playbook having previously been called. <laughs> There's, there's no, there's those two things are synonymous. There's no difference between those two. Okay, we had, <laughs> okay, in my mind at least. Behind every door, Clint, there's not a monster. So, like, you just need to, like, you right, need to enough. calm down with a conspiracy theory. However, it should be said, and I don't think we have this really slated on a sheet to say anywhere else, Clint. We both were on record going in, going into this game, not. We, we're not in agreement about the hidden place. Right. But we were both on record as saying, coming out of this game, people would be singing a very different tune about one Jimmy Coley. Are they or are they not singing that tune today? How did James Coley do in this game? Uh, I, I think it was said by one media outlet, he pitched a perfect game, I think is what somebody said. And I couldn't agree more. Guy was on point. Listen, you just you watch some of those play calls. The Lawrence Cager touchdown, the Dominic Blaylock touchdown. Oh, that thing was you, beautiful. You watch some of those play calls, and um, he's absolutely carving up that defense. I know Jake Fromm. Much needs to be said about Jake Fromm, and obviously we will. But James Coley. Uh, had himself a day credit where credit is due um georgia fans are idiots they can complain about anything but um present company included but correct but for right now let's agree that um james cole is probably getting a bit too much criticism (laughs) In the last maybe, three weeks. Maybe it was unfair. Maybe we need to slow our role. Our role. I include us in that. Speaking of people who were getting a bit too much criticism in the last three weeks, Clint. Uh-huh. Smooth transition. Um, I'm just, And this is just a question. Should we start intentionally spreading rumors about Jake Fromm so that we always get angry Jake Fromm playing for us? Because I think I'd like chip on his shoulder Jake Fromm more than regular Jake Fromm. Look, the I go fishing and I'm a good old southern country boy, mm-hmm. that's that's really nice and I'm sure people appreciate that. Your mom surely appreciates that, Jake. I'm not doubting that at all. Like good on that's you. That's a great that's a great Sunday, Jake. It is. You know what I'm is. saying? Uh I I don't I need a different Saturday, Jake. I don't care for you on Sunday, Jake. I don't know you. I don't see you going to church. I, I'm not. I'm not singing hymns with you. I, like good on you. I sure. need you just mad as all get out. Like you just lost. 
your prized trout off the hook and you want somebody to pay for it. And he he was that way. I, I'm all on board with spreading rumors. Let's start them now. Give me give me Mad Jake all day long. Jake Fromm just went out there and flexed on Florida. Did he and ever? And there was not a darn thing that anybody could do about it. Clint, what were they going to do about it? They they apparently tried, and he just said, He was just said, nope. standing back there throwing the ball to whoever he darn well pleased. Reading everything in the world, checking down to first, second, third, fourth reads. That There was one Cager catch that Cager had on the right hash that Jake went through his entire progression to get back to the right side to find him open on a comeback. It was incredible. Uh, yeah, let's let's start him. Which I'm not a quarterback guru like Dan no. Mullen is. <laughs> the um, whisperer, Dan. I'm no quarterback guru, but um, just as a just maybe a tip for Jake Fromm for next game, maybe don't ever make Lawrence Cager your fourth read. Like I don't know, like uh, I don't know much about much, but I feel like he should maybe be your first read on every on every single play because he's head and shoulders the best wide receiver that plays on your team. So Correct. That that feels that feels good. It feels good. Uh, we're heading into a second segment of Would You Rather. So Daniel, uh, we got some we got some interesting questions to everybody's pose favorite to time of the week. Uh, it really is favorite time of the week. It's a great time of the week. Uh, would you rather? Let's start with this, Daniel. Th- I'm gonna actually give you this one. This is a you posed this one. This is a great question. Why don't you Why don't you give this one a go? Um, all right, Clint. Would you rather? This is where you're gonna need the bucket. Go ahead and grab the bucket. Sometimes would you rather's are are picking the lesser of two evils, and these are two evils. I found it difficult to even compose this question because I was trying to find something comparable to Lawrence Cager, and I can't <laughs> think of anything. You you so had to add you, three players into one. You, to you can tell that I'm really stretching here. Okay. Would you rather Lawrence Cager miss the Auburn game and only the Auburn game? Uh-huh. Or would you rather Cade Mays, Ben Cleveland, and George Pickens miss the rest of the season? This is This is gross. This is just... Beyond gross. Okay, let's work through this. Uh, can we win against Auburn without a passing game at all? Because if Cager's out again, let's just assume we can't pass for for ten yards. Okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Best defense we will play all year, hands down, and um, have not looked great. In no. two games without Lawrence Cage in the passing no. game. One of them was in a monsoon. I think I heard that somewhere. Oh, yeah. It was every time Kirby opened his mouth. That's true. Um, so, can we beat Auburn? With if one-dimensional only running. Okay. Um, and then, if we were to get past them, uh, to follow up with the Cleveland Pickens maze, can we go and win other games, SEC Championship, and then playoff games, Without our two starting guards and our second best wide receiver, well, one of our starting guards, one Charlie's of our starting still guards. in there, yeah. So yeah. we would lose. Uh, we would and our rotational O lineman, or actually our third tight end. 
Our third tight end. <laughs> yes. I gosh, when is Ben Cleveland gonna catch a pass, Clint? Because he's gonna It's happening. Ben Cleveland will catch a pass this year. Gosh, I can't wait. Please, yep. please, please let there be a safety somewhere in front of him. <laughs> like, just, I just want so badly. Uh, um, I, I think for me, this is actually I I have no clue how I'm gonna choose this. I it's going to be give me Cager in the Auburn game and Mays, Cleveland, and Pickens out for the rest of the year. Hey, Jamari Sawyer, buckle up the chin strap because buckle I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you the rest of the year. <laughs> in a bad way. we can't have this man miss a single game. You understand not what one. I'm saying? He was the MVP of the Florida game. He's the MVP of the offense. I'm not saying Jake Fromm and DeAndre Swift are the best players on the offense, but... You cannot remove this man from this offense. Okay, nope. George Pickens, we have high hopes for you. You are a you are a very functional wide receiver right now. Demetrius Robertson, same. Dominic Blaylock, you're fine. Um, none of these men are even remotely on the level of Lawrence Cager. Not even close. We cannot have this man miss another game the rest of the year. Nope, not at all. I completely agree. Uh, here's my question for you, Daniel. And there's a little bit of personal incentive to this. Well, there's personal incentive on both sides hmm. of this question. One immediate okay. and one that pays out over a 10-year period. Okay. I like would the you idea rather, of something paying out. Uh-huh. Would you rather have Dan Mullen, the head coach of Florida, for guaranteed a decade? Guaranteed 10 Ooh. years. He cannot be fired from Florida for 10 years. <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> Or man, oh man. you get a lotto ticket tonight worth $1,000 that you can cash immediately. Well, oh. think about all the money I could win betting <laughs> on Georgia for the next 10 years <laughs> if Dan Mullen was the coach of Florida. Clint, we didn't even have to get to the lock segment. By the way, I just want you the official scorekeeper of the locks. I yes. let the record show I made two bets. You did. Georgia this week. I would like the record to indicate that I received two wins for my two times that I went to the window and cashed Re- my ticket on Georgia. Record so uh, indicates. Give me Dan Mullen as the coach for as the coach of Florida for a decade. It's not. It's it, this man is a clown. He's a certified grade A buffoon. He has a decided schematic advantage against exactly no one, except for maybe Gary Danielson. <laughs> Um, no, if the man, the man has sold college football the biggest bottle of snake oil that ever has been sold. Like I, I would say, I don't know what kind of deal he made with the devil, but he was a longtime friend and assistant coach of one Urban Meyer, the oh. chancellor of character at Ohio oh. State University, the dean of the ethics department. Let that at sink Ohio in. State University. Um, that turns is, out Dan Dan Mullen is the protege of about, that. Yes, he, all he cared about in that mentoring relationship was mentoring the ethics, quote unquote, of Urban Meyer, but disregarding any football IQ. He just he took fifty percent of the mentorship and said, "How do I be a deplorable human being?" Urban said, "I that's easy, but do you also want to learn about football?" And Dan said, "Nah, I'm good." I'll just be the, deplorable in the ethics department. The only downside—I <laughs> don't even know if I can say this out loud. The <laughs> only downside of Dan Mullen being the coach of Florida for the next ten years 
is me for the next 10 years having to look at pictures of Dan Mullen's wife making out with current Florida players every time they get off the bus. That's, like, that's that's not that's not a joke. How, what how is, is no one how is no one suing? Just what is these men are somebody being needs to forced, blow the whistle on this. Somebody needs to blow the are, whistle on this. These these under 22-year-olds are being forced to make out with a above 50-year-old woman against their will. How is this not a crime? What is Dan Mullen's life where he just has to watch this every week? Like is this is this some sort of elaborate some sort of elaborate punishment that he's having to endure? Like is this the ultimate like you didn't take out the trash last week and so Look, now I'm going to kiss 40 college students right in front of you? Like Look, so this- that that's a different podcast. That's a that's a far different genre. One that we that can't really put is. clean on our. That on really our is. It took episode rating. It took a significant turn. It really did. Um, uh, my last would you rather is this one last uh, one. Jake Fromm is your quarterback, or okay. J- just kidding. Trick question. Uh, shut your mouth, everybody that doesn't like Jake Fromm. Go home. I don't want to hear from you. He's my quarterback. He's your quarterback. I don't want anyone else. Shut up. Um, what about Justin Fields? Nope. <laughs> nah. Mm-mm. Nope. All of um, you people who want to talk about other quarterbacks, have them. I, I don't care. You can take them all you want. Back foot, game on the line, blitz coming dimed all day long all day do long. you dare do you dare let jake from throw the ball sure gary situation <laughs> sure gary gary just can't help but be gary the the man the young man already has an sec championship he already uh-huh. has a rose bowl win a college football playoff appearance a national championship game appearance two sec east Titles going on three, and he is three and zero against the Florida Gators. Clint, what do you have? What can Jake Fromm do for you that he's not currently doing? He's he's done it all, Daniel. He has provo- proved himself and performed admirably everywhere. All right. Uh, next segment, we will be talking about things we are excited about, things we are nervous about, and things that we should not sleep on. But first, Manscaped is the number one men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Locked On at Manscaped.com. All right, Daniel, we are back. And, are we? Uh, well, are we though? We're trying to be. <laughs> uh, we're doing our best to be back, and we uh, are in fact back. We are in um, fact back. We I are. can confirm. I can now yeah. confirm that we Thank are you. back. Uh, so, Daniel, we have excited, nervous, and don't sleep on. Uh, not about Missouri. We don't care about that. Um, well, what are you excited about, Daniel, for this coming week in lieu of our victory on Saturday? You know, we did. We played the game yes yesterday, where we tried to summarize the game in in a, in a certain number of words. I went with third and Grantham. You went with let's eat. Um, I think I could pretty much break down what I'm excited about in two words. Okay. Um, 
Florida sucks. Mm. <laughs> Florida, still, we're here. It is November the 5th, mm-hmm. 2019. Um, Dan Mullen's still never beaten Kirby Smart. Never. Dan Mullen's still never beaten Georgia. Nope. Uh, Florida is now O of their last three and 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 have lost six of the last nine yep. against Georgia, uh, which means that in this decade, Clint, we've been beaten by Florida three times. Oh. Um, that seems significant. It's not a lot. Uh, Florida sucks, and we have a whole year, Georgia fans. Mm. Another year. Mm. Not a dang thing they can do about it. Another year of knowing that we beat Florida. Just take a deep breath. Soak it all in. That's what I'm excited about, Clint. I'm excited about the next 360-something days of knowing that we beat Florida. Uh, that is such a good feeling. If you if you know a Florida fan in your life, you have every right, every nay, every responsibility you to remind them. You have the obligation. Them. You do. It is obligatory for you to make sure they rem- they remember well this feeling of sucking so badly. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel, what I'm excited for is after this game, I I'm thrilled for the next year to watch. Felipe Franks versus Kyle Trask versus Emory Jones debate one more time. I, I well, oh, Emory man. Jones is he he going in the portal? Like, just, did you hear we, the con, did you hear the CBS crew just just say like basically like on air like well Emory Jones is probably gonna go ahead and be in that portal. Hundred percent. That was they said, incredible. They said, would you want to play for Dan Mullen? <laughs> And any person with two brain cells to rub against said, no, I don't don't want that. Uh, I can't wait. I am most excited for – because the conversation of Felipe Franks and and Trask uh, is going to be an ongoing saga. That's just deserved. It just – the quarterback controversy, Emory Jones, just the whole, well, if Felipe was healthy, but now we have Trask, he's better, we could have won. And all the excuses, really what this comes down to is just more excuses from Florida fan and Florida program about why they lost. That's what I'm most excited about is if Felipe was healthy, if Trask had more time, if we played Emory Jones, how about about no matter who you put out there, you're still going to lose. I just – I can't wait for the new creation of excuses to Mm. come down the pipeline, Daniel, is what I'm excited about. And you know you know, Dan Mullen's just the guy for the job. Oh, he's, he's up just to the, the task. guy for the job and the in the excuse train. Uh, Clint, what are you nervous about? Um, I'm nervous that somehow we're going to our memories as Georgia fans. They're not the longest standing thing in the entire world when it comes to good. When it comes to bad, wow, we can we can pinpoint bad in a hurry. Okay, that mm-hmm. that taste of blood in our mouth is is very recent to us. I'm afraid, I'm nervous that we're going to go back to hating James Coley. That's what I'm really nervous about. Oh. Well, um, we said Georgia fans are not all we're not the brightest. And we can we can have bad takes on a lot of things. So, this is not this is not outside the realm of possibility that this could happen sooner rather than later. Correct. 
like first series of the game, maybe against Missouri. Run, run, incomplete punt. All of a sudden, James is the worst All thing ever. All of a sudden, let's get him out of town. Let's Correct. Let's just run him right out of town. Um, I didn't have many negative things to say coming out of the Florida game, Clint. And I really, there was really only one, and it, it's a combination. It's a combo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will summarize it like this. I'm nervous. Georgia fans, I don't know, for some reason... You guys get attached to people, and maybe you're not going to like this. I, it, I don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm nervous that for some reason Matt Landers and Tyler Simmons are not going to get cut from this football team like they should. Correct. It, because cut. Matt Matt Landers and Tyler Simmons ain't doing nothing for this football team. They're a liability to this football team. Did you see the kickoff return when? Tyler Simmons just stood there and stared at the kick returner. Or was it a punt return? It was, I think it was Blaylock's punt return. It was the first time Blaylock actually had some daylight. Like he was maybe going to be able to do something on the punt. And Tyler Simmons just stood there and stared at him. And then turned around and darn near tackled him. Certainly did not block anybody. No. On the play. Um, Matt Landers short arm that ball in the end zone that could have put the game on ice. Uh, That was a catchable ball. Oh, it was was more than catchable. Matt Landers with an egregious holding penalty that called back DeAndre Swift's longest run of the game. Another another run that would have put the game on ice. Um, You know, you hate to say negative things about our team, but like these two guys in particular, I know Matt Landers was in the game because Kirby said after the game that Lawrence Cager didn't have the stamina to go a bunch of he reps. He was on a pitch so, count. Yeah, and so Matt Landers was getting more playing time than I hope he will in the future because I think we know that George Pickens and Lawrence Cager are the two kind of primary outside wide receivers. Matt Landers certainly farther back in that pecking order. But this coaching staff loves them some Tyler Simmons. And they just continue to run him out there on the field. I, at least we didn't run a jet sweep to him. Yes, he. Uh, that was at least a there's bonus. that. No, it was. Uh, that's, no, that's what I'm more. About. Uh, two of the worst calls that we've made to date. I said at the beginning of the year with JJ being gone, Tyler Simmons needed to step up as the alpha on the wide receiver core. Turns out he just needs to step up out of the chair. And- <laughs> Out the door is what he needs Just. to do. Uh, and your love of, well, I, I should say, comparatively, Matt Landers to Tommy Bush uh, wasn't the greatest. Hey, I'd love to see what Tommy Bush has got to offer at this point. Like, <laughs> yes. let's get him on the field and see, because I'm done with five. Yeah. I've, had I've had enough of five. Uh, Daniel, don't what, sleep on. Don't sleep don't on. Sleep what shouldn't on. we sleep on? This is, this is as straightforward as it gets, Clint. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm going to say it every day until the next cocktail party, and then I'm going to say it every day after that Mm -hmm. next cocktail party. Don't sleep on Dan Mullen never beating UGA for the rest of his life. As long as he is the coach at the University of Florida, Dan Mullen will not beat UGA. You take it to the bank. I did take it to the bank this weekend when I bet a lot of money on Georgia (laughs) 
to beat Dan Mullen and the University of Florida, and then they did. So, don't sleep on it, Clint, no. because it's not going away. It's not going anywhere. No, not at all. Uh, here's what you shouldn't sleep on, Daniel. Don't sleep on how long Kirby will not give a flying crap about what you think. Okay? He does not seem to care at all. If you didn't listen to his post game, just just listen to him comment that he knows that you don't think Jake Fromm can make throws and he doesn't care what you think. He's going to put the ball in his hand to win the game. He doesn't care what you think about inside runs because guess what? He's going to run because he don't give a care about what you think about outside inside runs or not running or pitching the ball over the yard. He says you must run to win in this league and come at me. He, guys, he don't care what you think and don't he won't ever care. Like for as long as he is coaching – he will not listen to you. So stop trying to at him. Uh, and the second thing you shouldn't sleep on is me going to Delta.com and getting a plane ticket come the end of little middle of, of December for for Atlanta. Uh-oh. Yeah. Don't sleep Uh-oh. on that. Um, we, we, about to, we about to broadcast live from the bins? Bring it. We about to just um, lock down, lock down Bulldogs from the bins? I'm in. I'm in. Mm. Um... I do not like all the SEC East is already locked up talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you right now. I do not care for it one bit. I do not. It's an uneasy I'm feel. That's for not sure. here for that. Texas A&M, Missouri, Auburn. I'm not saying we're going to lose all three of those games, but like, don't act like Georgia has never lost to a team that is worse than all three of those teams by a mile. Because we did lose to we a did. team that was Just worse, by all, worse than all three of those teams by a mile. South Carolina is real bad at football. And yep. Every week validates that. Uh, not saying I don't think we're going to win the East, but um, these next four games mean a lot to yes, the University of Georgia. And so, um, yeah, we might start to begin to talk about those. We're going to. Tomorrow, we're going to jump into Kirby's press conference. Um, uh, He's had a lot to say. We're going to dissect it. We're going to um, talk about it, do some some Kirbanese. Um, Clint, even even in the wake of a win, sometimes even more so in the wake of a win, there's still dumb stuff written on the Internet. You know, the Internet exists to have (laughs) dumb stuff written on it. Solid have people who shouldn't be read be read. We are going to talk to you about some of the dumbest stuff that we've read on the internet. Maybe we might throw in a little like dumbest stuff we've heard a Florida fan say, oh, like in the last. Gosh. Maybe we'll hit you with one of those, because my lord, you could go on for a while. Maybe we'll hit you with a few of our favorite. Send Florida us some of your tweets. favorites that you've seen. Yeah, send us send us some of the dumbest stuff that you've seen a Florida fan say and maybe we'll feature it on the show on Wednesday and then while you're at it hit us up with a mailbag question mm-hmm. um, uh, locked on bulldogs at gmail.com uh, or talking at dogs podcast that's what it's called right yes, it's at yeah. dogs podcast is what it's called on Twitter uh, get us a mailbag question we record that episode on Tuesday night so if it's Tuesday some point, um, and you're listening to this, uh, go ahead and shoot us that question, and we will try to get it on Wednesday's show. We will be back then to talk to you about all things uh, Georgia football. See you guys later. See ya.